Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the On The Deck Pod. Jeez, you faded that down fast. Yeah, well, I wanted to hear your voice. That's what it was all about. Is it really? Yep. You've never, ever said that in your life. Oh, We've no. known each other well, for 30 odd years. I've never, ever meant it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I hope you had a great week. Uh, of course, you're listening to On The Deck Podcast. John Deed, Steve Patterson, Tony's Tackle, Tony Warren. That's me. Mm. The old bloke. That was my professional bit, so now I can go back to the normal now stuff. Now you can go back to the normal yeah, stuff. Yeah, nice. Got some good frogs during the week. Really? Yeah. Geez, it's been a good spawn run this year. What's the, the go bar? there? What's the water temperature out here at the moment? Uh, when I was out the other day, it got up to 15. 15? Yeah, so it wasn't a bad temp. Snapper on the go. Yeah, some whiting. big some big reds, some nice whiting. St. Helens were bringing them in on the weekend, and we're talking 35 yeah, centimetre fish. Massive fish. Massive. That's... Yeah, that is from when you're considering it's a car park in the middle of Geelong. Mm. Yeah, well, I put a photo of a frog the other day I caught off um, Port Arlington. There was 60 centimetres. That's a good fish. That's a good flathead. And the thing was, what was really funny about it was uh, whenever the spawn run comes in, and it's always October every year, right, yep. um, the fish that you do get, you don't get as many, but they tend to be bigger, and, when, and they fight so freaking hard. It's like they're just on steroids when they come in here. And these things were pulling line. I was peeling line off my bait caster. I had to fish them weedless, so I was throwing yep. sossos over the weed banks, but absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I wish they'd fight like that all the time. But anyway, hey, listen, about, I don't know, a couple of weeks back? Yeah, a couple of weeks back, something like that. I threatened, I threatened Australia. I threatened the world, actually, <laughs> um, that I was going to bring this bloke back. And uh, how do I exit that? Send a voicemail. Um, sorry. And uh, he, I he threat- hung up on you. <laughs> no, no, it's not Kano. It's, uh, it's Paul. Oh. Paul's calling. Uh, I threatened the world that I was going to bring this bloke back on radio. Yep. Kane Goward, how are you going, mate? Good, good. Did you recover from last time? I mean, I heard that there was a lot of people <laughs> lined up at your house wanting autographs. And oh, I had a couple of sleepless nights with uh, flashes going off in my window, <laughs> usually in precarious <laughs> situations. But good, good chance that was John. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing in my crapper, but it was only my doctor. <laughs> Don't tell you any of that. And I've had a couple of nightmares where I woke up halfway through the night hearing John's voice. <laughs> oh, we all have that. Yeah, you know, have I'm going to send your wife a, a, like a, an audio. <laughs> So just in the middle of the night, she, plays she can it. play it. <laughs> oh, it'd be so worth it. Wouldn't be the normal flash that she gets. <laughs> hey, mate, listen, um, we had you on a while back, and uh, thanks very much for that. And we had an absolute blast, but we're promising to bring you back and have a bit of a chin wag about uh, um, rod technology because those people that missed the show, go back and listen to it. Um, I don't know what Steve called it, but go back and listen to it. Um, but we, we, we saw sort of dabbled on the fact that um, you are a rod designer, one of very few people around the planet that actually designs rods that can be used worldwide. Um, you design yeah. an amazing rod, and uh, but you also design lures as well. And I thought it was important to come back because something that we forget about, we all go out there and we talk about fishing plastics and jigs and we go fishing with this rod and we use that reel and blah, blah, blah. But there's actually a lot of work that goes into designing one of these things. And, and with the oh, definitely. with the Mirasamis, or the ones I used anyway, and, they, and we were laughing about it last time because I, I just bullhooked this freaking fish, um, <laughs> is you don't have to. You only need to lean back into it. You know, you just yeah, need to definitely. lift into it mm. right? because the rod we, – we spoke about this, I think it was with Maury actually a while back, Steve. We actually talked about um, – when you buy a fishing rod, you need a fishing rod that's balanced for you and people go, why would I buy a custom rod 
well, in this situation here, the Mirasamis are the upper end of the scale. They are a yeah. custom-style rod. But what is the balance and the design in the rod is actually designed to do the job for you rather than you yeah. sitting there going, oh, I love this rod. My neck's sore because my spine's popping out. But, hey, it's cool, <laughs> you know, So, <laughs> which which a lot of people do. So we thought we'd get you back, so welcome back onto the show. Steve's got a heap of uh, questions from you. last show, so he wrote them all down. I have got one, but it's more to do with the reels. So yep. we'll talk about rods first. Because oh, he's we'll... designing a reel. Yeah, but that's we don't what know. I mean. That's what I want. Well, the question here actually is, where do you start? Because really, when you uh, look at when you look at fishing reels, geez, you thought shitloads about that, didn't you? Well, there's no different. You look at, <laughs> I look at, I go and I look. <laughs> all right, I go and look at a Shimano, right? I go and look at a baitcaster, and then I go and look at a shitty other baitcaster. They still look the same. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've got more bearings in them, or they've got you know different stuff in them. That makes them worth a lot more money, but it's they're not different. A lot of it's just talk. Like they'll say, "Oh, it gives you ten percent more casting distance, yeah. or it gives you this yeah. much more feel, or this much more uh, real stopping power." And yeah, a lot of it's a lot. A, a lot is definitely talk. So my but, question is: When you decide you're going to design a reel itself, where do you start? What What are you looking at? What features? Uh. I'm really looking at the broader spectrum. So I'm looking to take different technologies and different things I like about different reels and bring it into something that I can mishmash into um, something that will work for the general community and make it a bit bit easier and a bit more confidence inspiring. We got to remember. So, we got to remember that, don't we, Kano? We, you build things for the general public mm. because yeah. if you build things for a specific type of person you'll go broke. you can only sell it to that yeah. Type of, yeah. <laughs> I love that thing where yeah. it's got like nanotechnology you know so and I, stuff like, shit like that on it. no one knows what that means <laughs> it just sounds good all I think right because yeah. I'm a Star Trek fan right so oh, okay. I'm thinking seven of nine because oh. she had those little nanos and she was like oh yeah I yeah. watched seven of nine yeah <laughs> Jesus settle down Tony but getting back to reality <laughs> place I'd like to cross I'm actually a fitter and I yeah. can tell you now that I pulled a, a 40-year-old Japanese industrial sewing machine apart a little while ago to fix it, and it was the most incredible machining I've ever seen, and that thing will run for another 1,000 years. It is that good. And if you can get yeah. the machining like that into a reel and... Well, take, that, that's what I'm hoping. It, yeah. It's going to make a huge the, difference. The factory that I'm teaming up with, Pioneer... Uh, tackle in in Japan and Singapore, they actually had a reel. It's a salt water sort of reel that they dropped in the water for a whole year, brought it back out, and they started reeling it like it was never even in the water. Now, oh, this wow. is a product I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking of using their technology and then mishmashing it to to suit us in Australia. Well, you that think about like it. titanium. If you can buy a reel... Yeah. If you can, if you can buy a reel, even if you pay a few hundred dollars for it, and the selling pitch is, don't care for it, don't clean it, just use it, mm. right? Yeah, you're on a winner. You're gonna make no, exactly. millions because people don't look at clown. Clown buys reels. And you and don't want them something in the boat. that's gonna hurt your arm or yeah, or right. hinder you and know that you. Like if you buy a light rod like the Murasami, you don't want something that weighs a ton. So it's gonna have to be something that's light, usable, smooth, got a good drag system. And something that you know that is going to last 
five, ten years without having to take it back in for a warranty. I mean, we're jumping the gun here because the design process is fairly new, it's fairly recent, but some of the questions like that I have myself is that, so you go, okay, we're going to put this in and we're going to put A in and we're going to put B in to make this real because this is an important part of the technology. And when you finish, you go, okay, I've got a retail reel that's going to be $1,000. Yeah. Right? So how do you decide? What is that breaking point mentally for you where you decide, okay, what do we lose, what do we take out, or do we just market an expensive reel? Uh, it's... it's- Sort of a 50-50 because if you exp- if you make it too expensive, people aren't going to buy it. You're going to wait for that one person out of a hundred to buy it. So, I think in terms of designing, um, that's up to the factory to decide. Hey, I think you've gone a bit too overboard. But on the same breath, I, I have to drag myself back and say, oh. Well, maybe I can't implement titanium, but maybe I can implement something else to, to counteract it. But if you use um, the right size billets for your main gears, two main gears and a reel, and that's basically all there is, uh, yeah. you can make those out of titanium. The only yeah. trouble is is fixing any other metal to it. Yeah. it's You've got to glue it. There's no other way around it. You cannot weld it. And knowing some fish shows how they have the like even just the drag washer, like some guys will sit there with the drag tightened up and leave it there for 12 months and then wonder why it's not as smooth as when they first picked it up. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's probably the more common one. I've seen guys <laughs> going to tackle stores and just do the drags up on everything. Mm. Yeah, God knows just, why. Yeah, or just grab a rod and just bend it and go, ooh. Oh, and they bend, <laughs> it, bend it from the middle. <laughs> they use their thumb, thumb and pinky yes, finger and they go, why doesn't it bend? Like, she's a freaking hate it. <laughs> but this is this is going to be my first one, so I haven't started yet. I'm sort of usually most of my ideas come when I'm sleeping. I'll wake up halfway through the night and go, "Bang! This is something that I need to design." But um, yeah, that'll that'll probably be two three years in the I just making roll over. to come up with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I write it down for the morning because I know I'm not going to remember, and I'll yeah, go back I'm to sleep. Sure. You're too lazy to even write <laughs> like, it down. <laughs> Like even some of the rods, like the latest rod that I designed, that that took four years, four years of designing back and forth, back and forth. Back so and talk, forth us, talk I... us, talk us through the uh, process of that. Mate. So there's actually a few rods there. So talk oh. us through what what the range is for <laughs> a start and what you. Oh, did. okay. Well, you've only showed me one. So yeah, I've only showed you the the yeah. the Brim X. Yeah. Yeah. So the Murasami range is sort of like that, uh, sort of mid range, high range sort of level. It's for them guys that are just starting to want to move into the next level of rod after they've used just a general sort of style rod. Um, it's more focused on finesse style. So it's got your higher end componentry. It's got your solid tip construction. Um, it's some of the lightest rods on the market. So I think our lightest is 46 grams. What do you see? Oh, it's all carbon fibre. I'm looking at one here, and oh, it's a mix from about it's six a mix mil carbon fibre yeah. and graphite. Yeah, it's six mil to one and a half mil. Yeah, yeah, on a twenty one hundred tape, you know, over twenty one hundred, and yeah. it is super light. Mm. And even that Brim X, like that, that took me three years to design that one, like to get that sort of length and that sort of lightness and not make it like a, a piece of rope yep, in yep. terms of like when you go to cast it, it'll just 
that would be like a whip. Because it lets it's the rod we're talking about at the moment is for finesse casting hard bodies. Right, yeah. So little, you know, little tiny hard bodies, a mm. couple of grams, and you're sending mm. them out. You, I, I cast little tiny plastics on it, but you couldn't do any more than a, a, a one sixteen, you know, maybe a one eight with it. So, you know, it is a finesse. It is a finesse rod. Um, yeah. I, I suppose the big one though uh, for me is uh, how do you create that the balls through the middle of the rod to actually give it that strength to handle the hook up to be able to bring the fish in because we are talking about a 772 two piece right so in the middle of the rod it's still comfortable in the hand but it feels like it's doing all this work yeah and to get that action and keep that crispness of using that lure to be able to give you that responsiveness back from the lure and get that hook up and be able to fight that fish and feel when it wants to run when it doesn't want to run and be able to put that into a rod is very hard like i was i was stuck at a language barrier with japan at, at most of it lucky i've got uh paul Wu from Viva fishing he's like the go-between I, I relay to him what i want in the rod and he tells them and then they relay back to him but usually there's a, a lost cause in there that they don't understand what we're talking about so it's constantly getting prototypes sent to me test it send it out to other guys to test it. So it's not just my feedback, it's Jeez. everyone else's that, that I, I rely on to say, nah, I don't like this or maybe you should change that. So that gives me a general perspective of what I could use for the general public. And then you've got to, I guess, balance whether people are going to want a fast action, medium or a slow. Um, yeah. And that's age dependent. John and I cast yeah. entirely differently because I grew up casting with... Trees. Solid, yeah, basically solid fiberglass rods. Glass rods, yeah. Yep. Well, where the technology has come from, from back then where you're using broomsticks to to now where it's basically what John said, it's using a hair. Like, crazy. Yeah, I've got a samurai and that slow action, gee, didn't that take me some time getting used to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting too is, um, like, you know, in, in this case here, the one that we're talking about that's in the room here with us is um, it's got a – a little Daiwa uh, Sertate high gear on it, a little 1500. Now, it's actually a heavy reel. I mean, mm. it's a top-end reel, but it's a heavy reel because it, it, a lot of – I just call it steel. I know it's not, but there's a, there's a lot of heavy product in it. So if I was to put um, a, a little lightweight reel on there, um, some of the new technology, that reel would feel entirely different in my hands. And I think yeah, that's a big thing the, with the it. the rod is will it, react to it as well. Yep. You, so. you, you've got to make the selection – a lot of the time is also to get that balance is to make that selection based on what you're going to use on it as yep. well, you know, to get that yeah. comfort out of it. So, no, it's and that's ma- where a lot of people make mistakes where they order online and they don't go into the store physically and test it and try and pair it. Like they'll order that rod and then put a 2000 on it and say, yeah. oh, why does it feel top heavy? Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and, the, and the biggest problem here too is um, uh, you – you go and pick up um, – so this is a thread line, right, that I've been using here. 
Now, I can't use any of my other threadline rods because they feel like <laughs> shit when I pick them up. But I can use the I can use the other bait caster rods, but then when yeah. I get it when I get a bait caster, are you version, going to tell them the real story behind it as well? Yeah, where so you message me, I told last him to week take saying, it back. Oh, I'm going to give it back. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell them that story if we get enough time at the end of the show. And, um, no, no, so. So, so Kano gave me this rod and said, "Have a crack at yep. this. Give it a crack. See what yep. you think of it, right? And everything else. And you know yourself, this is not, this is not the sort of rod and stuff that I use mm. a lot. I am, I am a flipper. I flip fish into the boat. I fish a lot heavier, and, and they do have rods that do that. But in this case, this is the one that I had. And, um, and anyway, I rang Kano back and I said, "Ah, oh, listen, dude, I'm going to give it back to you." Right? It's not, it's not me. Right? It's not me. I don't walk <laughs> around finesse casting and things like that. Anyway, I. I was in Melbourne and uh, Shane Bardsby, who's one of uh, Kano's pro staff and one of my pro staff. Yep. And uh, he turns around and he says, come down for a fish at Albert Park Lake. I think I said last show I towed him up, right? He was just, he was yeah. crying. He was really upset. Like, he I mean, smashed him. There was some Asian lady walking down I'm sure down I'm going to get a phone call very yeah. shortly about it. <laughs> there was, there was, there was an oriental lady. She was walking down the, like the bike path yeah, there and, yep. and he, she had to cuddle him. He was oh, devastated. Yeah, devastated. Oh anyway, rocking I, in the corner under the bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a um, I, I, did, I don't know what the trout was. It was like a, one of those brood stock they put in big pussy, ugly looking oh, thing, okay. right? Yeah. Um, so I got one of those and an estuary perch and a little trout on, and I was casting around a um, a little uh, jigman one sixteen with a little grub on it, um, and then I said to Kane, <laughs> I was talking to him the other day. I said. Uh, I actually kind of like this rod, mate, because <laughs> because I got used to it. But now I can't use the other forty-seven rods that are sitting in the corner, <laughs> right? Because you know, and you know yourself, right. Steve. I went from high-end rods back to really basic yeah. rods, yep. and then um, this isn't the sort of thing where you can go like buy one of these rods and then go, okay, I'm going to have that rod there, mm. right? But I'm going to go and use these big fat crappy ones. And then goes, you're going to find yourself buying a couple of these and spreading the money over a bit of time. And it just shows he's not adaptable, really. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, I still think <laughs> the that old adapter never come. I'm absolutely <laughs> fine with that, Tony. You, you soldier and policing people are fine. We're just real people, but um, that's okay. You just keep using your black swan. Yeah, that's right. You just, <laughs> you just keep, you just keep using what you're going to use, mate. Your big chunks of squid, your 18 ounce leads. But you're right in what you say because good, good fishing. <laughs> Good fishing and people who fish a lot of competitions catch fish me. because <laughs> they're always using that range of gear. You'll be comfortable. Yeah, they're yep. comfortable with it. So yep. you, you can't swap. No, you don't. Which, which is a bad well, thing. Like that, that rod that John was using, like a lot of guys in the yellow belly competitions are starting to use that as well on the yep. trees. Now, I think they're seriously yeah. nuts. Yeah. And like, I, I can't imagine catching a 60 centimetre yellow that weighs like four or five kilos. On that little rod, like crazy. Oh, I can understand them catching that. That because the boys will take this rod out in the boat with them over the next couple of weeks, right? Mm. I can understand catching fish like yellows and stuff on that rod. It is is the not in most the trees. Beautiful technology, <laughs> but I broke a rod in the trees last time because I couldn't move. You got to be a freaking contortionist. Yeah, uh, just I've fished up in the trees and it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah I fished yeah. way too. I don't want to have a crack on the whiting with it. Yeah, no, well, you're going out in the weekend. You can take yeah. it with you, Steve. And then I wouldn't mind having a shot down at um, Queenscliff on the Trevally either. Oh, yeah, that'd be good fun. That'd, that'd, that'd be an interesting oh, one, oh, Kano. Have you done exciting. the Trevs on it? Yeah. yeah. Have you done the Trevally on those rods on the Brim X? Yeah, I've actually caught kingfish on it as well. Oh, really? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, in the harbour, I was fishing for Brim <laughs> when I was Here testing it. I had a 
had a testing rod and I was pretty much right near Sydney Harbour Bridge and hooked a uh, 70 centimetre kingfish on it. Took me like uh, took me forty five minutes to land him. Yeah, I was going to say that would have been a bit of load, but but like I said to you, and that was on uh, four pound line as well. So (laughs) yeah, definitely you'll find when you definitely uh you when you go out, this won't tie you out. I don't know. No, it won't. Trust me, it won't. You won't even know. You'll just be holding (laughs) onto it, and the rod will be doing everything it's got to do. Yeah, it'll just be doing whatever the rod does. It does it all itself. It's like you press yeah. a little button on it and go. Where are we going? But yeah, so yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud of that one. Like that that was my first ever rod that I designed when I left the military and got that first sponsor. Yep. And now it's turned into the biggest seller out of all our range, all our rods. That's that's our biggest seller. Because that comes in a smaller version, doesn't it? A shorter version, or is it a heavier uh, version? No, nah, that's a different different rod altogether so that was designed before i got there yep yeah so there's a 702 and 632 all in that sort of that range that one to three kilo is and it the six three just as sensitive on the tip yeah and then there's the five six kayak rod that i designed for creek bashing oh, okay so that's, that's a, a one piece and mm. that's that foot and mouth sort of that's one uh, piece. Scariness when it? you hook a yeah. hook a big fish on it. Yeah. It's a kid's rod for you, Steve. It's perfect yeah. for you me. Need. Yeah. You can put your little, <laughs> your little pastel-coloured reel on it. I must on. admit, yeah. I prefer one-piece rods. Yeah. Um, I, at this day and age, for me, I, I don't have a real preference now. If you had gone back 10 years ago, it would have been all one-piece. I would have said that hands yeah. down. But the technology now in two-piece has come so far that you really don't feel the difference between one oh, and All two. the dio gear... Years ago, it was one piece, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of it was. Well, a lot of the stuff yeah. I've got, but I've got two pieces as well. And um, yeah, the, I mean, some of the older stuff, some of the cheaper stuff that you get, the more mass market stuff, they still come yeah. apart when you cast. So don't take that to heart that all two pieces have gone just in the higher end stuff, the, like the mid, middle of the range to higher end stuff where the, where the Mirasami sits um, is in that quality range where it's not going to come apart while you're casting. So it's not the coming apart that worries me, it's the Stress doubling the of the material. Material at yep. the ferrule, where all of a sudden you're going to get a stiff bit in the middle of the rod, so you're not going to load up cleanly and evenly. I well, think uh, here as, as you do with a one. Piece. I think you take it and use it, and when you do hook up, have a look at the bend, have a look yeah, at the, the arch of the rod. You'll be very surprised it holds in on its own. So it's amazing the tech. Like even we were talking about it, I think last year, Tony. The technology now is just oh, just freaking incredible. Yeah, yeah graphite so. carbon. And fiber. when I was designing it, like I took inspiration from other rods like the biggest inspiration was um you remember the old fluga trions and yep. fluga patriarch mm-hmm. yep i took inspiration from that and the mega bass rods and why didn't they so, take off why didn't uh, fluga take off because it's called freaking fluga what stupid name yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flicking the fluga. <laughs> what do you what, what sort of rod do you use i use a fluga, <laughs> fluga. i'm going fishing with my but, fluga yeah, that that was part of my design process. It was going through different rods, different aspects of it, what I liked, what I didn't like, and then try and mesh it up into other um, broader spectrum for other people. Yeah, nice. No, they're so, an amazing piece of kit. Now, there's also a bass series as well, which is a lot heavier. Um, yeah, that, the bass series was when you see me at After Show. Yes, the launch of my my next rod that I'm bringing out, the Bass X. Oh, the bait caster. Yeah. 
I've been working on that for four years. I freaking can't wait back for that. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know how they um, – He's already getting excited about it. I've already got my bank account. I've actually got my money set aside. <laughs> um, you know how, like, when you buy bait casters, you get five, six. Yeah, it's six, six. That's, yep. that's all you can get. I don't like that. I like a seven, four, a seven, two, a seven-foot bait caster, right? So that's what I like. Well, this this, um, what this do you Bass, like? Bass X, um, I like the lever of the cast. It just right, yeah. it gives me better power. So so for me, um, I'm just shy of six foot. Um, I do cast high when I cast with a bait caster. So pretty much, I've got really good length to be able to, you know, send it out into the snag and to give me that forward accuracy and all that sort of stuff. I like that. But the little short rods, if you're standing in the back of the boat, you're in danger. Mm. Yeah, there's just no. And then having the the balls in the rod to be able to pull the fish out, like yeah. having that strength in three quarters of the rod and having that sensitivity to be able to use your lures like jigs and spoons and very impressive uh, whether you're doing punching weights or mm. drop shotting which that's that's my two two favorite at the moment is punching and drop shotting and that's why we get along i'm not a drop shotter but punching weights into the grass and the weeds i like the yeah. drop shotting yeah that's just yeah. About, about the only sort of and when you look at the the so market like we're we're 10 15 years behind america and even further with japan like a lot of these techniques that I'm trying to bring over, like I'm, I'm sitting there studying America and Japan on their techniques and what I, they're using and how they're doing it. I reckon it was probably a decade ago that Steve and I would leave the radio show and go down the Barwon and I'd be standing there flipping weights mm. into the grass <laughs> to get redfin and people just look at you really freaking stupid. Yeah, yep. I love it. W- nothing had nothing to do with the way you don't reckon it was that. All the way. Which when first. I when I left the military, that's how I learnt most. Is um, one of my mates, my sec, uh, seco that was in charge of me, he used to let me sneak off base and go uh, go fish out the back. Shout out! But I'd be sitting there YouTubing at the same time as uh, watching DVDs at home of all these these tournaments and American guys and uh, Starlow and Bushy and all that sort of thing on how they're fishing and what they're using and. Even looking over in Japan, Yuki Ito and all that, um, trying to bring that style of fishing over here and adapt it to us. And a lot of guys are, are starting to do it now, like um, the Ned Rigs. How long did that take to come? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, and, and you were the same as me. I'm looking everywhere to buy these things and I'm buying them and waiting six weeks to come from the States and Japan. Yeah, and Japan they don't show up quicker, or there's yeah. something wrong. Um, yeah, just to get a hold of them. And as you know yourself, I ended up going and actually having my own hooks made so that I could do my own just because yeah. of how hard it is to get something decent. Because um, the States is a different fishery. The techniques and stuff apply yep. beautifully over here and you catch a lot of fish on them, but the actual tackle they use, they're fishing bass with 5Os and 4Os and we don't go that big. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little bit of But there's still there. that style that you can sort of adapt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. So, so where no does your... Why we can't. Where does your mate work that used to let you out all the time? Um, your boss from the army, because I, I just got a call from the military police. <laughs> <laughs> military police. Well, he's probably sitting in his uh, little chair while he's tattooing someone and going, "Oh, Kano, you bastard!" There's <laughs> <laughs> probably a statute of limitations. Or well, next time I go in to add to my tattoos on my arm, he'll probably write something stupid <laughs> yeah. on there. Some little comment. Now, here's an interesting question. You're a paratrooper yep. and spent yep. most of your life trying to 
prevent people putting holes in you, why the hell are you paying for it now? Yeah, true. Oh. <laughs> the, the reason they call us dirt darts is that that in itself, like yeah, I know. when we hit the ground, we hit hard and it's like a, a massive lead weight coming because we're jumping at low altitudes. Like most of the time we're jumping at 1,200 feet. So Whoa. that's all static line really quick. You hit the ground hard. And then you've got to walk 80 k's after you hit the ground. <laughs> Is your static line a bungee cord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's like you wait three seconds and go, oh, thank God it's up. <laughs> I was no. going to say, I've jumped out at 14,000 and dropped to about six. And yeah. And deployed to shoot at probably about five and a half, and I got yelled at. <laughs> for being too well, the, the first plane I ever went on was to jump out of with with the military. So okay, that was that was pretty scary. Like coming coming from a Newcastle country boy, like um, never flown anywhere, never never even thought about going anywhere. And then oh, one geez. day I woke up and said, "Oh, I want to join the military." <laughs> and everyone turned around and said, "Oh, you you're bloody crazy." <laughs> and then I get selected for the paratroopers, and all of a sudden I'm a dirt dart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, let's get back to the fishing side of things, mate. Material selection for rods before we move on to lures. What's yep. the what's the how do you know what to mix and what to make? Uh, it's a bit of trial and error. Like if you put too much carbon in, it, it affects the action. If you put too much um, carb, uh, carbon fiber to graphite, then yeah, it's it's a bit of trial and error. It's just keep on getting them samples out, testing it, and trying to find that happy balance. I would say, what would be the amount of blanks you would have made up to come up with that one rod that you've got? Uh, I'd say at least 20. 20. Wow. Yeah. They take about three months to make at a time. So um, each time I want to change anything, it's like going back to scratch again. Yep. But with the yep. with the dye that they roll it on, that yep. would be the same size all the time. You'd just be changing recipes of the material. Yeah, recipes and material, uh, different guides, like different Fuji components, yeah, um, different reel seats, um, different cork. Um, yeah, the size of the cork as well, that changes how balanced the rod is as well. Yeah, because once it's, you get it all right, then you've got the aesthetics. Yeah, exactly. And trying to, like, for the first iteration of that Brimex, it was pretty pretty blank it was basically just black but a lot of people started messaging in and saying no oh, we want a bit more bling because bring guys and bass guys they like their bling <laughs> so Jeez. to counteract that i added a little bit of gold and said there you go that'll do you <laughs> <laughs> i've seen some of these guys they love their bling well they're all yeah, you know, see my boat. that's about the same as well yeah i mean i like my bling as well but they're, they're a little bit different yeah, uh, they're a lot different. Um, all right, so uh, now let's um, now there's so you you can get this is the seven seven two that we're talking about at the moment, the Brimex, um, and yep. then you, you said that there's a, another couple in the Brimex that are available as well in the Murasami range. Yeah, there's I'm working on another Brimex at the moment with the same as the Bassex, but there's the Murasami tournament spins that are available at the moment as well. So there's seven oh two, six three two, and the kayak series. So there's plenty there to get you going and even a medium stick for flathead and snapper as well so it's got a bit more 
grunt there that you can use heavier plastics, heavier weights. Right. So Ooh. there's a good range. There's so, one there to suit everyone. All right. Now, um, uh, just lastly, with these rods, um, it's very important to select what you're actually going to use it for before you, you go ahead and buy it. Um, so this Primex, the 772 I've got here, this is a finesse hard body casting and ultra, ultra light jig head and plastic. So yeah. that's fine. Um, there's a website or something they can go to that where they can actually see the information? Yeah, they can go to beaverfishing.com.au. Uh, on there is all our ranges from Megabass right down uh, through the range from uh, Murasami, Lox, Crucis, Timberwolf, and all the hook range and everything as well. So in there they have descriptions, they have videos, uh, independent reviews from even guys like John from my lure box. He's done a review on the Brimex. Um, and Byron T. Hill, his, his one is coming very shortly before he flies off to America. Ah, beautiful. No, you've done a great job there, mate. Now let's dive into something else um, because part of design technology is something you're doing across the board. But uh, you've, you've got – you also do lure design. Yeah. Well, my first sponsors was Beaver Fishing and Asakura Lures. And after I left the military and found all these problems with my spine and ended up retiring, I ended up using some of my money to buy Asakura Lures. So I've gone from sponsored angler to owning it. <laughs> so now I own my own brand and now I design lures as well for that brand. So when I met John for the first time at After Show this year, I, I was I launched my first ever design of a lure, which was the Asakura Clamor. Mm. It's sort of like a muscle type lure, but it's a hard body, got an internal rattle, it's got a fur finish on it. It's got a soft plastic lip that hangs out it's and incredible. wobbles. Yeah, it's Looks like a crazy the action in it. Yeah, I like the ten years of video. Yeah, yeah. have to have a look at yeah, that. Yeah, no, have a look at the videos. They Ooh. just look amazing, and when they swim in the water, they actually look like they're supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, and when it falls, it sort of flutters. It, yeah, it's it's hard hard to say what it does until you actually see the video and you go, oh, yeah, that looks pretty damn good. Yeah. So as far as brim anglers go and uh, guys like that, um, they're going to just go nuts on these things. Absolutely nuts. Oh, not just brim anglers. Well, so I've designed three sizes. So I've designed a bigger version for snapper and groper and all that. So there's a 5.5 centimetre one, 14 gram. Tony's and it Tony. has the exact same action as that little brim law. Tony's giving me sexy eyes. You like that idea, don't you, Tony? <laughs> I, I do, actually. <laughs> well, I get the... A bit of dribble just coming in. Sort of well, I'm getting a heap in the next uh, few weeks, I hope. So I'll I'll send you a couple out of the different sizes to test out. That'd be fantastic. Hitting oh, snapper season. The snapper too. coming in at the moment. Oh, man, the snapper is oh, yeah. right now. Jeez, they're good fish. Yeah. Um, but already we've sold probably the most at launch that we've ever sold for any lure, apart from the Megabass Magdra. So since since after show, we've sold about 6,000 in pre-order. Awesome. It's, it's crazy it's, too. And, and, and seeing these yeah. things, um, it's pretty amazing to see. And, you, and I think, I reckon we spoke about it after, I sort of stepped away from the industry for a fair while. Mm-hmm. And uh, walking back into oh. it and seeing the difference in technology between when we walked away, which was what, six years ago, yep. to when, you know, now... 
um, sort of dabbling back in it a bit. Jeez, I tell you. I just said we were more probably ignored and pushed in. <laughs> yeah, we were ignored and pushed out. <laughs> well, I'm actually getting that um, Asakura lure made out of the Mega Bass factory. So that's even higher technology. Wow. Because they do some and incredible it's the stuff. First, first thing that sort of opened the window that Mega Bass have gone, what the hell are these Australians on? Like, why are they designing a shell? And all of a sudden they've turned around and gone, oh, we like this guy. How about he designed a barrel or to suit Australia? Yeah, okay. So now I'm the first guy in Australia to design a barrel or for Mega Bass. Does that mean you get to go over to Japan and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm going there next year, hopefully, to meet Yuki Ito, the, the big boss of Mega Bass. They have so he's a- like a rock star god. And he's yep. uh, lure um, crazed guys that are sort of like, um, into their Japanese high technology sort of thing. Well, they have they, those um, at the big fishing expo that they do oh, over yeah. there. Right? They have like 30 Did you see staff. the YouTube video of him walking in? No. He walked in. You see um, all the, oh, I don't want to plug brands, but Jackal and all that were walking through and it's like shoulder to shoulder. He's like squeezing through and then all of a sudden Yuki Ito walks in and he's got this entourage behind him playing the boombox over their head and all of a sudden it's like the part and see and he's just walking through like a god and they're all bowing and yeah it's crazy oh geez that hasn't happened to me for a while <laughs> long while I wish it was like that when I walked in home making 53 years <laughs> alright mate so give us, give us a little bit of insight just uh, the lowdown um, tell us about these lures and uh, and also um I mean, I do a little bit of it myself, so I sort of understand. But for people out there that don't, what what goes into designing a lure? Do you just cut a chunk and then go and cast it and see what happens? <laughs> uh, pretty much. It's it's a lot of in-head sort of things. So you, you come up with a crazy idea and then you pitch it to them. They'll 3D print it and then they'll send it to you to sort of test. And... It's a lot of back and forth, same as the rod designing, that you'll you'll say, no, I want to change this, maybe add a bit more weight, maybe change the internals or, yeah, maybe try, change the hook, maybe it's pulling it too far down or instead of letting it slowly sink. Like, there's a lot to it. Are you actually and even just, just – Yeah, even just the colours or the fur finish, like what type of fur that you want to put on it. Oh, very like, cool colours. Yeah. Are you designing on AutoCAD? So you just – punch the program across and they print it out or are you doing drawings and then they've got to convert? I'm doing drawings and then convert and then most of it's talking. Like I'll send them, like even that um, clamor design, I send them every single uh, shellfish that I could find from America to uh, Japan to New Zealand to Australia. So I want it to be able to be multi-use anywhere that you go. And they, they go, right, we want... I want these uh, 15 colours in this lure and come up with your idea of it. Yeah. Incredible. Because you can also get some custom stuff done in paintwork, can't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of guys in the market that are doing that, like um, Gennaro Customs in Gold Coast. He's done a few lures for me in my brand. I think you've got a couple, haven't you, John? Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a a, a gold and a, a blue. Yeah. I think I've got sitting there. And then also um, I've got a little shallow diver in the orange um, that you gave yeah. me after and also a deep diver in the black. 
and even that gives me inspiration, like seeing what other guys do with that that lure that I may not have thought about and then test it out and all of a sudden it works. Like that's something that I can implement into these designs and and work from there. And then I can turn it around and say, well, Gineo Customs in Gold Coast, how about I get you to paint 2,000 of them for me? Well, that's going to make At least happy. then I'm keeping it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it that's too. Cool. No, they are a fantastic lure. Now, um, uh, we've got to shoot, Kano. It's time for us to rock and roll again. Whereabouts can we um, get a hold of the Mirasamis? We can, uh, you know. Yeah, where do we, get, where do we get a hold of the lures from? How, how do we find this stuff? <laughs> well, Mirasami's sold everywhere from Tackleworld to Complete Angler. Complete Angler is the big one that, that buys Mirasami rods. Um, as a curer, it's a lot of independent shops that are buying it. Um, yeah, if you Google Asakura Lures or Murasami, and surely something will pop up, or even Jerusalem Creek in Melbourne, they've got them. Uh, there's a few stores in Melbourne, like Asakura is selling better in Melbourne than uh, New South Wales at the moment. Yeah, I can understand so, that, actually, because of the way they work. Their action, their, yeah. the way they work is perfect for the Brim and the Yarra and the Maribyrnong. Spot yeah. on. Yeah. So, no, no. yeah. so there's plenty of stores here in Melbourne that have them. If they don't, a lot of stores already have uh, contacts with us that sell most of our gear. So surely they can order it in if you talk to them. No, fantastic stuff, Beautiful. mate. That's no, great. you've done a great job, Kano. Again, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, it's a bit redundant to go through the four questions again. Yeah. Have you changed your thoughts on the four Ooh. questions? Do you reckon that. Uh, you had two fa- pings at it last time. So, because you've got favourite uh, favorite. I reckon fish. I can come up with a couple more. All right, okay, okay. All right. Fa- yeah. uh, one lure only, what is it? Uh, one lure only. Ooh. Last time was cichlid. I'd say a grub. Yeah, okay. Soft plastic grub. Colour? Black. Oh, just good man. <laughs> most underrated <laughs> most underrated colour on the planet. I was waiting planet. for a chartreuse or something like that. No, nah, <laughs> no. Nah. Black is the most underrated colour. You just—it's always in the bargain bins, which is great, right? <laughs> yeah. But people need to actually. And it works use all it. times of day, no matter what you yep. use it on. It'll—it'll it'll work every species. Right. Throw yeah. the damn thing at night time, mate, and watch what happens. It's yeah. Incredible. The best squid you get night's a black one. Yeah. Yeah, because all I do is see silhouette. Mm. Don't ask women what the best thing is. No. no. <laughs> 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 um, so okay, so. It's actually it's not only me that says. Oh, that his sort head's of going shit. now. He's, he's... <laughs> hey, okay, so uh, fish species. Last time was bass. Ooh, you're not going to change it, are you? No, I can't. I've got to stay stay faithful. Bass is my one true passion. I think. Yeah, lucky the black grub works just as well with those guys. Um, yeah. So uh, the gift from the gods, the one <laughs> the gift skill. From the La- last time it was uh, being a great dad. Yeah. So you, you got any, you got something else you want to chuck in there? You reckon? Oh, I reckon. Let me go fish the states. Yeah. Okay. I've yeah. never been to the states to go fish. I, I want I want the chance to go fish there. I'll hold you. Maybe you hold. can shoot over there on your way back from Japan. Yeah, and I'll, I'll take it, some Just a minor detour of nine hours. That's, That's okay. all right. That's all right. Takes you can that design long a couple of lures on the way. Takes that long to get to Lake Conjola, mate. <laughs> well, I'm planning to go to Memphis Pyramid uh, Bass Pro Shop down there. But I, I think I'll need about 20 grand because I think I'll come back with a new boat. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. We're going twenty twenty four. I can't wait to go um, over there and mm. have a look at these shops. I know I'm going to go broke. I just. Do you know, know the bass boats? A lot of them, the alloy ones. Do you know how they actually make them? They put no. them in a. They put them in a die with a billet of aluminium and then set off an explosive charge. Yeah. Only Americans would make a boat with a chunk of dynamite. <laughs> you know what type of boat I want to bring over? You know them um, bay boats that you can stand on uh, top of that little platform? Oh, yeah. The little oh, yeah. See? You don't yeah. see them around here, but they'd, they'd be so useful. You and I should have been lovers. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm free. I'm free tomorrow if you want to come over. <laughs> my my favourite favourite boat is a is a um is a skiff like a Florida style skiff yeah. bay, bay boat hybrid where you can stand above the top of the motor push pole side well, or centre yeah. console. Why don't you get me to build it for you? Fiberglass. Oh, now you're no. talking. No, you make yeah. it out of aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah, no, Tony's yep. a Tony's an aluminium engineer, so he can build all those things. He's building one right now. Can you get well, one I think for we need to by, talk after this. Can you get one for me by Sunday? <laughs> Probably not. Well, I'm, I'm going to be fishing Eildon a couple of times, so I might be able to use it there in the shallows. I, I did have a look at a mould online in the States because I'm a glassy by trade, so I thought I'm going to build my own, and then I thought, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm not going to bother. Exactly. So, um, but, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, okay, two species. Blend two species together. What did you have last time? Brim and bass. Mm. Brim and bass and Papua New Guinea and black bass and brim. Yeah, cod and bass and Papua New Guinea and bass and brim. I want something with teeth. But yeah, they something don't... with teeth. Yeah, I want yeah. something with teeth, like a Ooh. like a tiger fish out of Africa, payara, something you know like that, and then you cross that over with um, I don't know they look a bit like a mullet. Um, Was it Arapaima? Arapaima. Oh, Arapaima. Yeah. 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 They, they look pretty. They look pretty good fun. After belting the bonefish when I was over in Hawaii, well, belting, I got two in the last one minute. Well, that's what <laughs> I was just about uh, to say, bonefish with yeah. a flatty. So, um, oh, God, that'd be a good frog. Yeah. Just <laughs> go off its nut. That it's acceleration is... Permit, permit with flatty. That'd be even better that you could only get them on fly. Oh, that means you could call it a flat pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> flat pumpkin head. Anyway... Hey, Kano, you're a champion, man. Thank you very much, mate. We really, really appreciate your time and, and we uh, we look forward to chatting to you in the future and maybe when you're down our way next time you can pop over and crash and we'll do a couple of shows as, uh, with you as a host. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we might be able to film something and go fishing and get you down my way at Newcastle as well and go fishing in creeks. Oh, not far away, mate. Yeah. <laughs> not far away. All right, mate, thanks so Thanks for much. having me, guys. It's, it's been a pleasure. Right. Like, been great, yeah, mate. Cheers. It's been a long time and... Really enjoyable. That's uh, fantastic, mate. Thanks very much, buddy. Really appreciate it. See you, Kano. Yeah, look after See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. That was all right. That was good. It was a good it? bit of fun. Yeah, fun. listen, um, I think uh, it, it's worth mentioning that um, uh, all the people I've uh, dealt with in the industry over many, many, many years, he's one of the most genuine, honest people, and that's rare in our industry. He is. Um, and uh, just a fantastic bloke. And, and you, Tony, you work in there the same as I do. Um, yep. It's very rare to find, and he's one of those blokes, so it's fantastic. Oh, yes. Um, you actually need armour plating on your back in our industry. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I actually got a whole set of Ginsu steak knives in my drawer that come out of <laughs> yeah, my back. Yeah, I've got a <laughs> You want more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. That was your last set. <laughs> 
Anyway, folks, I hope you have enjoyed the show. Don't forget, uh, go and download it and stuff on all the yeah. podcast apps Do and iTunes stuff. and everything else. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Be safe out there, everyone.